I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. to another edition of the Lost Words podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Jason. Jason, hello. Uh, good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, marvellous this week. Better, yeah. Brilliant good, week. good week last week, didn't we? So, uh, very positive. Fantastic. Well done on your uh, Jason K. Crap bet. Yeah, cheers. And, uh, yeah, very very well in the places as well. So, very happy with that. Uh, yeah, thank also... you for... Sorry, Tom, thank you for Troy Merritt as well. Oh, well you're very welcome. Yeah, I mean, he, he shut up the leader on Sunday, so uh, we'll take that. It's not been our uh, fortune in recent weeks, so, uh, yeah, take what we can get. And we're also joined from uh, from Uganda, Mike Miller. Mike, welcome. Hey, Tom. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank Hello. you. It's uh, It's been a while since we spoke. I think it was sort of maybe a similar time last year, I think. But uh, you've obviously been very busy with the golf, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing your knowledge this week. Well, it's a pretty hard act to follow after what uh, what you guys put out last week. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it makes a welcome change, actually, for us to know what we're talking about, other than uh, dodgy food recipes and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll concentrate and try and keep that going this week. But uh, the US Women's Open is at um, Olympic Club this week, uh, host of the Men's US Open in uh, 2012, Jason. Not sure we can draw too many parallels from that. But from what we do know, from looking at the winner of that in Webb Simpson, I think it favours the straighter hitters and not necessarily going to be a bomber's course. And I think that sort of opens up the field a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Mike will have copious notes on the course, I'm sure. But as you rightly say, if you go back and look at it, the 2012 US Open was Webb, McDowell, Thomas Stafner, Furyk, Pod and Peterson. So it tells you typical... Um, open fields again you know um it's, it's exactly what it is i think uh the golf channel have previewed the course as well and they've said exactly the same as probably what we think the greens are small just hit the middle of the greens every time you won't lose to the field so thinkers course um could be winds coming off the ocean and and you say no too many not too many parallels i think you're you're quite wrong there i think there are parallels to be struck um and i think you'd be looking at that um, obviously, experience of these tough U.S. Opens, whether male, obviously it's not male, um, <laughs> male or female, two count. Obviously, maybe, maybe we're not in the right region where everybody's mixing at the moment, but you never know. Um, you go back to 2014, for example, Michelle we won in minus two. We've had uh, better scores over the last few years. Last year was uh, three under, wasn't it? Um, so it's going to be very, very uh, low scoring, and uh, low scoring is in terms of uh, under par. Um, and I, I think that it gives a, a fantastic view. And, you know, before Mike steps in, it's absolutely no surprise that Inby Park is favourite because, uh, for me, she fits in exactly into into that category of, of the men that we've been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, you, you've got to go back to, like you say, Michelle, we at Pinehurst, two under. Um, but then you've got level par back in 2009. And I think, you know, we... We could face a tough test. Uh, Mike, have you got a prediction on the winning score you're thinking of this week? Uh, not really, but uh, just based on how tough the course is going to be set up, um, I think par will probably be a good score for the over the 72 holes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And do, do you think it is, like Jason says there, do you think we're looking at um, the, the experienced heads? You know, MB Park leads the market at 11 to 1. Um, Jean Young Co's there, you know, slightly different talent. But Lydia Co there as well is, is experienced in these now, although the US Open has not been her favourite in the past. Do you think you'd be looking at those sort of names, or do you think you, you can get a young talent come through and win this? Yeah, just looking at my course notes here, past 71, just under 6,500 yards. Um, it's not so much a tree-lined parklands as a forest-lined parklands. Um, it's undulating. Um, the fairways are fairly narrow, tree-lined, sloping. Um, the rough uh, apparently is 4.25 inches, which is the longest I've seen officially for any event on any tour, as long as I can remember. And the greens are tiny, um, just over 4,000 square foot average bent grass greens. Um, very fast too, 12.5 on the stint they're saying. So yes, it's very much about straight driving, um, quality approach play, ability to scramble if you miss the green, and bent grass putting, they're, they're the keys. And I think we can draw a few parallels with past US Opens. I extracted the winners of the US Opens here, Webb Simpson, Lee Jansen, Scott Simpson, Billy Casper, and some guy called Fleck in 1955. <laughs> um, those, those first four I've all seen play, and they were all very much uh, very tidy tee to green and, and, and good putters. So um, that, that's been my focus in terms of sorting out a few selections. Yeah, unfortunately, like for for me, so there was a couple of quite a few names that I that I picked out, and then I kind of looked at the driving accuracy list over the last three months on tour tips, and was uh, a you know a little bit disappointed they weren't a bit higher up in the thing. But Jason, would you would you put a line through people that are not in the top fifty odd for for driving accuracy? Because you know I suppose the idea is is that one the 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 percentages to be high up in in accuracy of women's golf is completely different to men's, but also, I suppose it depends on the other tests that they've been playing, whether it's been rewarded to hit every fairway. If you've been allowed to sort of bash it around and, and miss fairways and make scores, I suppose it's just a case of, like uh, Mike said there, if you can scramble your way around and make the putts, it's, that's just as uh, as important as probably finding the fairways. Yeah, you better, be able, you better be able to scramble if you don't hit the greens because you're just going to lose and lose and lose, aren't you? Shots and shots and shots. I, I, I mean, we discussed just before, five minutes ago, just before we came on, um, about the annual inspiration winner, uh, Patty uh, Tadikit. Um, it'd be interesting. We'll be speaking about her soon. I'm sure we will be. Um, and she's probably the antithesis of what you need. You know, she'll, she won't mind a 7,300 yard course um, with a decent fairway. But uh, she also has she also has some ability in her locker. So, yeah, look, for me, you definitely want experience of the majors. Um, you want to have known... Uh, how to get it done or at least compete in the top five in some of these more juicy tests. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be a shock. And I, I just don't see them doing it. Um, yeah, as we go through the field, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll play yes or no. Um, you know, the likes of the Quarter Sisters, for example, who are, who are flying on the LPGA, um, I personally don't have them anywhere near um, this week. I just, you know, they're, they're much more a 22, 23 under tournament type flashy player. Um, and, and you know, I, I would be much more looking to the, as I say, the far more experienced. If you can't drive it accurately, you better be bloody good at getting up and down. And that's the thing. I think we see so many young, 
major winners in in women's golf. We, we spoke about that at the ANA, but this is you know we said a classical test, and maybe I was you know a bit unfair to say we can't really draw parallels to the men's game because you know it could be that it is it is rewarded to the to the straight hitters. And I'm just looking, and MB Park is fifth in drive and accuracy with 84.6 percent. Um, of fairways found this season, and she's 29th in greens regulations at 73% as well. Um, if she's going to miss the greens, then she leads the scrambling over the last three months with 66%, um, and she's also second in putting. So I suppose she makes a worthy favourite, Mike, at 11 to 1. Yeah, she ticks um, every box. Um, the only negative about her, from my point of view, is that I uh, I rated her around 11 to 1. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't appeal so much as a value bet. But yeah, she ticks every box and she came out number one on my uh, rankings. Yeah, and so she's got those two US Open wins already. Uh, we know her pedigree in other major championships as well. Uh, it has been since 2015, Jason, since she's won uh, a major championship. But maybe the signs now that she's ready to go and do that again. Oh, she's come back over the last, what, year? You, you really and she's just come back from absolutely nowhere she is a legend um you know as you rightly say her event form is is fantastic uh, numerous top tens um as i say she's been out of form for a while but came back british open last year uh, she was top 10 she leads the scrambling uh or she led the scrambling in 2020 um everything about a game it's it, as mike says it's six and a half thousand yards you know don't give her a, you know she she i mean we saw uh, I can't remember when we saw it on the telly. Was it the Anna? I think when she struggled to hit the fairway, she actually struggled to reach the fairway with driver. This is, that's not going to count this week. Um, she's absolutely worthy favourite. Six places. Uh, I'd find it extremely difficult to knock her out of those six. Mike says the price is the price is is just about right. It is, um, but it's not wrong. So um, yeah, she's. We've had ten to one shots on the PGA Tour recently. That we've wondered why, um, and yet you can get eleven to one about somebody here on a field where, let's face it, probably twenty-five, thirty legitimate candidates to win. So you can have eleven to one about somebody that ticks every single box for the course, for the event, for the stats required, and is in form. What yeah. do you want? Last last three stroke play finishes second, fifteenth, and third. Um, she played the match play, she played okay last week. But Mike, you mentioned on on Twitter recently that the the warm up for this event being a match play and the randomness of that is certainly going to throw out a few uh, few spanners in the work and wasn't really the best event to put a week ahead of this. No, they played what uh, round robins for three days: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the ones that progressed, uh, sixteen of them would have played Saturday morning. Eight of them would have played Saturday afternoon, and then four of them played two matches on Sunday. So, and Vegas was pretty hot apparently. So, I just added a few points to the when I was assessing the prices. I added a few points to the four girls who were um, who played on Sunday, which was um, I think Popov. Um, who else? I don't know them here somewhere. Ali Ewing won the event, didn't she, from Popoff? Ewing, Shan um, Shan Feng, who has sort of come back a bit like NB Park, uh, maybe a bit of a threat. And Aria Jutanagan was the other one. Yeah. So if I rated them 22, I made it 25 or 28. If I rated them uh, 18, I made it 
25. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because uh, Ali Ewing was one, someone that actually stood out to me. I don't know what you rated her in, in your model, Mike, before uh, adding the points on. But to me, what I liked about it was it wasn't a case of she'd been out of form and, and suddenly appeared at the match play. She was playing really well before that as well. Um, it's just whether, like you say, the, the, the strenuous day that she had there, whether that's kind of taken her chances back a little bit. Yeah, she, uh, she's having a real resurgence in her late 20s. Um, I rated her um, 33 to 1, and on the basis of fatigue factor, I changed that to 40. And uh, B365 opened up 40s, so you know, I guess 33 to 40 is the consensus there. Yeah, and she, you know, she's had Jason good form in, in the US Opens in the past. Uh, well, she, she missed the first four cuts, but last uh, two, she's been 10th and 20th. She was seventh at the ANA uh, earlier this year as well. So for me, at you know forty to one, uh, you know not to skip past everyone because we're gonna go back to them. But that was that was a name that kind of stuck out for me. Yeah, plenty of form in, in California as well. Um, yeah, better than field average on on you know, range of regulation. A whole game looks pretty decent. I, I I slight concerns if she does start missing greens, whether she can live with the likes of of Inby Park and people like that, but. Can't argue. I mean, we say, I, I genuinely think there is 30 players, there's probably too many that can win this. It's probably more like 20. Um, and if you can get 40 to 1 about a genuine candidate, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, her, her scrambling figures are not you know, not promising at all, which is which is the, the slight drawback, which is probably why when you look at her form, she is still 40 to 1, because otherwise it'd be, be hard to argue with her. But Mike, let's talk about Jin Young Ko. Uh, she's played, uh, she's finished top seven in the last four straight majors, no worse than tied 16th since 2008. Uh, four top tens in 2021. Um, you know, that's, that's quite a resume for, for a 25 year old, and, and maybe it's time for her to sort of start competing in this major. Yeah, I think, uh, she's, I think she's won one, hasn't she? But, yeah. Um, yeah, she's been. By, by my judgment, just one notch below her best uh, ever since COVID-19 struck. Um, but I, I had a look at uh, the past uh, eight or nine winners going back to NB Park in 2013. And the thing that struck me was all of them had um, four top 10s, uh, sorry, four top 20s in their five starts leading into their win. The only outlier was... Uh, Brittany Lang in 2016, and um, the person who came second, Anna Norquist, had uh, five top 20s in her five stars leading in. So, recent strong recent form is a trend, and on that basis, I ranked um, Jin Young Co sixth. A couple of other things in terms of trends: um, seven of the past ten winners have been South Korean, and um, all of the U.S. women's opens held in California have been won by American women so those two those two trends are in conflict <laughs> yeah that's a that's an interesting thing there isn't it so Brittany Lane like you said there in San Martin California at Cordovale Golf Club in 2016 um, would, would be the last reference point for that and, and it is a game that is heavily dominated by South Koreans in the major championships uh, Jason so it will be interesting to see if like Mike said there, the, the California angle does change that there's, there's plenty of careers with, with an awful, fantastic uh, lot of California form as well, including, you know, one of mine that's up there. 
in um, and, and please tell me if I've pronounced it wrong, as most people do every week. I get a player wrong. Uh, Hugh Kim. Um, it's obviously not how you pronounce it at home. But um, for me, she could potentially have been a couple of points shorter than her 16 to 1. Um, obviously, you know, South Korean. Um, she was second to uh, Aria Genetic Arm in the 2018 US Open and got beat um, in a playoff. Um, her first event, I think, on the LPGA Tour, her first major on the LPGA Tour, she won the Evian in 2014, uh, hitting 61 in the first round. Um, she beat Carrie Webb there. She's won four LPGA events, um, including 2021 HSBC, so she's got a recent win. But she beat Hannah Green, who I know you quite like for this tournament this week. Yeah. Um, she's won 12 Korean LPGA events. I mean, you know, when you're good there, you're good there, aren't you? Uh, but just of interest, again, all her wins, however much, however you far you go back, and you go back to 2014 for the four wins, she beats uh, US Open-type players. So beat Carrie Webb in the Evian, beat Stacey Lewis in the 2015 Founders, beats uh, Kim, Stacey Lewis, and Anna Norquist, who... I don't mind this week, and at the time was was out, you know, an excellent player um, back in 2016, and she's back in form. Last, I mean, I, I'll forgive the, you know, I'll forgive the tie event um, uh, back in uh, beginning of May, um, just because, uh, you know, you have to. I think um, her uh, Californian form was okay coming up to, uh, apart from the uh, ANA. Yeah, a couple of months ago, uh, she'd gone three top tens, straight top tens, twice in the Kia, and once in the ANA last year. Um, and I just think that she has um, plenty of par four form as well. When she won the HSBC, she hit minus eight. Uh, she hit minus eight par fours in the Lottie when she was 17th in the Kia. She hit decent uh, strokes on the par four. I'm, I'm happy with her greens in reg at the moment. Uh, scrambling's fine. Um and I just thought with her experience in majors and against the right type of opposition, um, I, I really like her for a top six, which is the best you can get on the market at the moment. Mike, what did you make of Ho, Ho Jun Kim in the annual model this week? Um, actually, contrary to Jason, I, I uh, don't rate her particularly highly, 28 to 1. Oh. I think the market opens 16. Um, uh, I put her in the same category as... Uh, Jin Young Ko, she's almost as talented, um, but uh, you know hasn't hasn't really been that great in 2021. She didn't uh, inspire at the at the ANA inspiration. She got knocked out of the match play in the group round uh, round robin last week. Uh, prior to that, she'd had a very ordinary 49th in, in uh, Thailand. Um, so yeah, I uh, I would normally have probably rated her around 18 or 20 to 1 but um, I have her 28 to 1 this week there you go so two conflicting points of view on that one there Jason um, good it's brilliant that's what you want don't you can't, can't all agree otherwise it'd be boring wouldn't it so yeah. um, Mike in, in the top sort of dozen in the betting is, is there anyone that kind of stuck out to you from a from a value perspective that you rated uh, a lot better than the market has uh, not really um Lydia Rico, I rated at 12s. I think she opened 14, if you call that value. Um, the only other one at the top of the market who I had a little shorter was uh, Brooke Henderson. Yeah. She opened 25s, and I have her uh, 22s. Yeah, and I think... And she would probably, she would probably be my second 
the selection just narrowly ahead of Lydia Kaye. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Brooke Henderson kind of stuck out to me because she had that recent win. That that kind of just stuck out to me. She had the tenth at the Pure Silk Championship as well. My only concern with her is whether the test suited her type of game. Whether it's because she's you know a bit more in terms of driving distance as opposed to accuracy. I didn't know that was something. Because when you're doing your modelling, Mike, is it more about you know current form where they play the major? Does things like distance versus actually come into that? It does when the course is exceptionally testing, which this one is. Yeah. Um, and she, she, she's not the most accurate driver. Uh, I looked up the stats last week. She was 54th in accuracy on tour. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, she was 6th in driving accuracy on tour and 60th in, uh, in driving distance. And that sort of correlated with uh, uh, GIR, where she ranked uh, third on tour at around 80%. And by far... The highest of all the, the players that I was considering for the win here. So I had a look at her putting stats. The LPGA site is pretty shitty for that. They uh, <laughs> they only have one putting stat, which is putts per GIR. Um, when I looked at it last week, she ranked 39, so that was good enough, you know. Yeah, exactly, and and I think I think she is the kind of you look at name value and people that are. You know, not not as invested in it, and and Brooke Henderson would be someone that kind of stands out. Jason as a, as a flashy name there, and she's available at twenty five to one, as opposed to to, to the clients like Nellie Corder you spoke about, uh, the other Jonathan sister, um, oh. Danielle Kang's there at eighteens, and there is twenty five ones one available as well. So I think that it, in terms of name value and and an outsider looking in, um, compare compared to the others, twenty five to one seems reasonable. I think I think that um, every time we 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 haven't done that many LPGA um, uh, previews, but on the couple that we've done, I think I've always put Brooke Henderson up. Yeah. Um, because her par four efforts are just stunning. Um, you know, she she's consistently top three in par four performance. I think la- last year or, or you know over the last take away the last couple of months, um, she was just miles clear on par four efforts. Uh, and that's you are relying on her to do it, but yeah, I, I think it's a very fair point. I think if you put her in at, at sort of twenty eighteen, um, given her overall profile, recent win, you couldn't really complain. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, like I say, that's that's it's difficult to argue with. Yeah, absolutely. We just go back to Mike saying that the, the Lydia Coe he raises her shorter, and, and and is she a pick for you, Mike? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, <clears throat> she she's so sketchy with her driving. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I couldn't really back her that short, I don't think. Um, I mean, she's from she's from New Zealand via South Korea, I guess. Uh, we should give her a South Korean heritage. <clears throat> um, but yeah, she um, on the driving stats, she was something like uh, 70th on tour for accuracy and 190th for driving distance. Um, and, and she ranked very high along with uh, NB Park and um, Hannah Green amongst the ones I was looking at for um, you know putting in around the green. So that was the, the um, conundrum for me. Was, was it, should I pay more attention to off the tee and, and longer irons or the scrambling and putting aspect? In the end, I leaned just slightly towards the um, you know the putt for Doe argument. Yeah, well, but, I think um, it's one of those courses you can do that. Sorry, I was just saying um, she was just a wee bit short for me to, 
to, to put into my picks at 12, 14 to 1. Yeah, there's, and that's the thing, uh, isn't it? There's 20 or 30, 20 or 30 can win this. It's, t- it's tough. When when you, you've got to be, I suppose, incredibly bullish at 12 to 14 to 1, and, and when there is such a glaring weakness in terms of the driving, it is hard. Um, but when you look, Jason's obviously just mentioned the par 4 performance. She's uh, first in, on tour in that. She averages 3.9 on the par 4, 31 under par over her last 30 rounds. Uh, putting average, she's sitting there uh, fourth as well, tied for that. Uh, and her scrambling, she's fifth. So she has all the tidy parts that you spoke about there, Mike. Um, it is just a case of whether the course allows, as we suspect it may do, um, some some breathing room off the tee in terms of uh, distance. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if she had a had a serene, calm tournament and won by four strokes. You know, that way she she used to so regularly and did not so long ago as, as well. Uh, but yeah, the fact that she's so shit house at uh, off the tee and has such a consistent run of form uh, means that you know she has to be given a chance. But um, like I said, it's hard for me to justify spending money on her at twelve, fourteen to one. Yeah, and so in the in the last major, she was runner up to uh, Patty uh, Tavanasevic. Really struggled to say that name, even though it's not actually that difficult. Um, but yeah, she she comes at two strokes shy there. Um, so but the final round sixty two, she kind of ended it in a flurry. So it's it really is tough to see, but you know it's really good to see that she's in contention as she was back in the day as well. Um, Hannah Green for me was the next person that you just mentioned there, Mike. Um, she just. In terms of consistency, she's been right up there. 12th, 3rd, 2nd and 7th in stroke play events. Uh, she's won the major championship at the PGA Championship. 14th at the ANA earlier this year. 2nd in par 4 performance. Um, there was just a, an awful lot that I really liked. She leads a putting average uh, statistics. I, there was just... I kind of expect there to be on the on the shorter side, and and I'd imagine Mike that you probably rated her slightly longer than what she is there at thirty uh, threes and twenty eights to one. But I think that she's got everything about her game suggests that she can contend here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on my first run through, she ranked uh, third for me. Um, in the end, though, um, I made her a twenty-five to one shot. Um, for two reasons. Um, she had a terrific run of form, as you say, I think five five times in the top 15 in a yeah. row. Uh, she went out in the um, round robin stage last week in the match play, um, which was a little negative, tiny. Um, the only thing that really put me off was the fact that she's a, a fairly notoriously inaccurate driver, along with the aforementioned uh, Patty, how do we say her name, Tarabanakit. Yeah. Um, they both ranked about 130 in driving or 140 in driving accuracy on the tour so far this year. So in the end, I crossed both of them off in terms of uh, recommending them as a bet. I think that this, this particular course will just destroy anybody who sprays their drives. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's whether they can... And I was sort of saying, it's from a statistical point of view, you look at it, Jason, you think how far off the fairway are they when they're, when they're missing the, the fairways and it's all relative to the course they're playing. She'd be very aggressive because she'd be you know a longer hitter and can take advantage of these bombers courses and I suppose it's whether she can rein it in uh, when she needs to this week. Yeah, I think I think you covered it. I think the problem is when you if you have to rein it in, you then put yourself in 
with all the outstanding iron players yeah uh, many of which we've, we've actually mentioned already you will go to him be part just because you know of, of who she is and what she's known for um, and that's the problem you you therefore negate any advantages that you've got um, at the same price i would have gone for the um for the ana uh, winner um uh myself um, yeah. yes i appreciate the driving actually i just think there's probably a little bit more improvement in her and i think there may well be um an ability to to play that driving down. She's already accurate enough uh, to win uh, plenty of tournaments and contend. Um, and she, it's not horrendous. I mean, I appreciate that overall. But if we look week by week, she's ranking mid-20s, mid-30s in accuracy. She can just rein it down a bit. Um, you know, I mean, at the A&A, she was outstanding. I mean, she burst to the front um, and never let it go. Her putting was outstanding. Um, it, it is a different test, but she's kept the form going. So obviously, I mean, she missed the cut the week, uh, you know, the, the, uh, two weeks after she won the ANA, which is fine. You can accept that as a first major. Comes back, hit 68, 65 uh, in Singapore, final two rounds. She's finished top three um, in Thailand. Uh, we've already had that um, comparison, that tournament with Kim. Uh, match play again. She made it to the sort of latter stages. I, I absolutely appreciate it, but I, I do think that 33 to one, if you can get that with Unibet, which I don't know how many people can. Um, is far too big for somebody with that ability who who may have the opportunity just to club down on the tee. I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is that well, there's such a difference in the price in terms of Unibet at 33 to one, the others at 22 to one, which I think is actually more fair. But you're you're backing on the potential. You've just seen her come into a major championship and win it at 21 years of age and win comfortably as well. She looks, you know, well in control for quite a lot of it, and then. Um, you know, until she proves otherwise, I just think they're thirty-three to one. And Mike, I don't know sort of what price you had her at, but it just looks like she she sort of stands out from a from just a value point of view. You talk about Hannah Green, Hannah Green, or no, that to, is to, uh, to lovely. Yeah, I ranked to twenty-eight thirty. Uh, uh, was that based purely on on the inaccuracy of the tee? Uh, that and to you know relative youth and inexperience. I think this is the most pressure. Phil tournament um, on the calendar for the women. Yeah. Um, she's 21, um, and it's a very, very big occasion. So that and the fact that she ranks so poorly in driving accuracy just caused me to downgrade her a little bit, along with the fact that she made the final eight at the match play, so I added a few points on for the any fatigue factor. Yeah, no, I completely understand those points, and like you say, uh, I think Jason was kind of making the same point is that, you know, it, it really is like she'd have to do something special, which it, which she can do because she's just shown it and, and the inexperience will maybe shine through. But just in terms of the fact that what she possibly can do um, is, is pretty exciting. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I went to, to Ali Ewing. I appreciate Mike's point of view from the, 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 the stamina point of view, I suppose, from w- winning the match play. Um and she's got a negative Jason in 73rd in driving accuracy, but eighth in you know GIR was fine for me, and I just felt that she's got enough experience there uh, to improve and take this kind of tournament down. Yeah, fine, you've made you've made the point. Um, she wasn't for me because I went for the other one, and how many can you back at 33 to one and less? So, uh, you know, for me, I mean, I, I think I think more worthy of the two um, genetic Garn sisters. Um, definitely worth talking about those. Of the top lot, um, I, I suspect Mike's going the um, Aria way. Um, 
and I'm, it's, it's just going to be fascinating, really. I'm going the Mar- Mariah way. Um, I know she's two majors behind her sister, which is a bit of a worry. Um, but, but they are, I mean, Mariah's got a fantastic short game. Um, Aria's longer, isn't she? Um, she's better at it than average on, on greens and regulations. She's a great putter. It's going to be very, very close. Maybe the experience of, of, of winning majors, or certainly like the Women's Open, Women's British Open, and the, and the American Open is going to is going to favour Aria. But those two are a toss of a coin for me because I just think one's got the game to compete better here, but the other one's got the experience. So I thought they were fascinating to talk about. What are your thoughts, Mark, on on the John and Arsene twins? Would would you have them as far apart in the market as they are, or do you think they're a bit closer together? Uh, just looking, uh, bid three six five open fourteen to one on Aria. I made it twenty five to one. Yeah. And uh, they opened twenty eight to one on Moria, and I made her forty to one. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, no problem. Yeah, but but I suppose in that sense, in that case, you you don't think either of them are any value whatsoever. So it's kind of, do you think they're a bit of name value as opposed to like people know who they are and, and that kind of puts them a bit lower down in the market for you? Yeah, I think particularly with uh, Aria, um, you, you know, the bookmakers will be able to lay money whatever price they put up. But if you ignore last week where she finished third in the match play. Um, her previous starts, uh, missed cut, win, 24th, 23rd, missed cut, 60th, 21st. Um, so based on the um, highly informed stats of all of the recent winners, uh, she doesn't even come close. Um, and Maria, very similar. Um, she had a second a couple of weeks ago, but prior to that, a couple of missed cuts and some placings in the teens. So again, her recent form didn't stand up to the to the top eight or ten girls here. No, absolutely. My my next pick is going to go completely against the grain of what we've all been talking about, and she's right down at two hundred and fifty to one. So, um, Jason, other picks between now and then? No, no. Uh, I, 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 as I said to you earlier, I've got one I think is worth talking about at four figures. Um, not going to win, but worth talking about. So you you crack on, mate. I think you've got a case here. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Just before I moved on to, to the to long range, have you got anyone that you like to sort of between the sort of thirty threes and the hundreds one mark? Just one, uh, Gabby Lopez. Yeah. Um, I I like her. I liked her recent form um, prior to getting knocked out in the round robin last week. A seventh and a ninth suggested to me that she was um, she was in pretty good shape. Um, she's uh, ranks top 25 on tour and greens and rig. But the thing that really got my attention was that I raced at her uh, 35 to one, and the market opened 75. So I'll certainly be having an each way bet on her and throwing her into my uh, each way doubles this week with that bigger uh, discrepancy in price assessment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that worried me about Gabby Lopez is because she kind of stuck out to me as well from a from a value point of view. But her kind of major record is is pretty lacking. Um, and I know sort of twenty seven is is you know still young enough. Um, but it, in the women's game, a, a lot of them have made their kind of mark at that point. She's got that sort of one sole top ten finish at the PJ Championship last year, which maybe is a sign of improvement. Um, 
and then she's got the 11th in the US Women's Open in 2016. But other than that, she's really kind of struggled in these big events. Yeah, she has. Um, and I, I was sort of aware of that. I, I sort of put her a little bit in, at a lesser level, but in a similar category to Ali Ewing, you know, someone who was on tour for years and really did nothing. Yeah. Uh, but has shown quite, quite a lot more over the past uh, 12 months or so. Um, and her world ranking points would, would back that up, I would say, because they're an element of my uh, pricing as well. But yeah, 35 to 1 versus 75 to 1 was a very big discrepancy. You know, somebody's significantly wrong there. Yeah, and we hope it is the is the general consensus and that you're right there, Mike, because it, it would be very nice to, uh, to to be the one that's on the right side of that decision. It's, it's interesting. It must be fascinating when you, uh, and almost probably quite exciting, Mike, when you, when you do price these up and there's such a massive discrepancy, I think you almost... Do you, when, when that kind of thing happens, do you kind of just auto bet it and not think about it too much? Absolutely. I mean, I mean the first first thing I do is try to explain to myself why. Hmm. Uh, you know, am I wrong or do I think the bookmaker's wrong? Um, in the case of Gabby Lopez, I could, I could argue maybe 40 to 1 or 45 to 1 or, or even 50. Um, so 75 to 1 still look pretty good. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, the defending champion here, Aileen Kim, just kind of stuck out just because she was 150 to one, and you know, but she hasn't been in uh, the best of form since then. Um, and you know, she's actually only played in two major championships. She missed the cut in her second one at the ANA, so it, it'll be interesting there to see how it is that she gets on. Um, but you know. My next pick is completely against the grain of what we've been talking about when it comes to Olympic Club. Um, it was actually sort of flagged to me by uh, Skylar, who comes on here uh, very regularly and did a YouTube show with. And it was Rachel Heck. Uh, she's a 19-year-old uh, freshman from Stanford University of, uh, of Tiger Woods fame. Um, she's had six wins in nine starts at college so far. She's got a 69.72 stroke average for the season, which is actually the best ever uh, in NCAA history um, and she's doing that as a freshman so medalist at qualifying um, and she made the cut in the US Open when she was 15 she finished 33rd she played the lake course here at Olympic Club where they're going to be playing uh, in a one day event the course was set up longer than it is now and uh, she shot five under that day um, in really cold conditions as well um, I think as we've been speaking about and as we alluded to, I think it's going to be a tough ask for her to actually uh, win the event just because of the experience that she's going to be giving up, Jason. But 250 to 1 with six places available. She did open up at 1,000 to 1 over in the States, which is obviously a mistake, I believe, and, and people have kind of pounded that. But, yeah, 250 to 1 staying firm here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll look at for top 20 or something like that. Um, we've seen over the years that plenty of amateurs make... Um, Make the grade. I mean, Patty made you know the top top five, top six in 2018. You had uh, Kim make the top 20 in 2019, and and 2020 was when it was really difficult. Uh, you had uh, three amateurs in the top 20, or official amateurs at the time: Pat Storm and uh, Gabrielle Ruffles, who I know we would have liked to see here this week. Yeah. Um, so you know, absolutely, why not have a look at the top 20 betting when it comes out? There must be some. Um, why not? You, you you make a great case. She's obviously got a great future, and even if she doesn't do anything now, like you say, we're we're always betting um, 
you know, these type of players at massive prices on the men's tour, and uh, this has got less depth to it, so why not? I think the thing is, as well, is it really is, Mike, and maybe your better place to, to answer this question is how do you uh, rate, you know, college form and amateur form when it comes to professional events, even as someone that's shown in the past? Because she, she is a 19 year old, but she just seems mature beyond her years, and and it just seems that she's just waiting to get out onto the tour as opposed to, to being playing at level. She just won the Annika Award uh, via landslide. Um, did you, do you have any thoughts on her at all? Yeah, well, I, I suppose I rated her 125 to 1, so I suppose that's the thought. Um, just looking at her record here, 2017, she was 33rd in the US Open. Yeah. Um, 44th in the Evian in 2018. Um, she won the uh, stroke play section of the US Women's Amateur last year. And she was third at the Augusta National Women's Amateur in March before winning the um, NCAA stroke play at her latest outing. So of all the amateurs in the field, I think I ranked her um, equal top at 125 to 1. So I wouldn't put anybody off, uh, uh, you know, one of the sub-market bets, top 10, top 20, make cut, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. That's music to my ears, Mike. I, uh, I like to hear that. I like to hear your uh, agreement with the with the assessment and the price. Uh, you you had her at 125. Bet 365 got her 125 here. So that seems a fairly accurate assessment. It's just a standout price available for her. I mean, it's six places. So I think you know it can only take a final day charge, Jason, where she can move herself up the leaderboard and just and just get herself in there. Absolutely. Jason, give us your long shot for the week. Right, okay. And I'm not saying she can win in any way, and I'm sure Mike has got her at 1,000 to 1 because she really can't win. But a name for the future, Chloe Kovalevsky. Chloe Kovalevsky is 14 years old and qualified for this tournament um, on what apparently is a really difficult course at Banyan K. Um, she hit uh, two rounds of 70, so a total of 140. She was one shot behind uh, Munoz. Um, who we know um, can finish, you know, top 20, top 30 in, in, on the LPGA Tour. I'm not saying Munoz is the same player she was a couple of years ago, but that's still an outstanding effort. Um, looking back on her sort of fledgling amateur career, really, um, she was second to Gina Kim in a, in a recent uh, all-age tournament. Uh, Gina Kim's going to be um, winning tournaments on the LPGA eventually. Um, now, she hit 80 in the first round. Gina Kim hit 67. She got beat by one shot. She's 14 years old. Now, you, you don't try and qualify for the US Open unless you're thought to be, you know, the absolute nuts. We've had Lexi win on tour at 16 years old. We've had Lydia Ko win on the tour at 15 years old. It's it's in, virtually impossible for, for Chloe Kovalevsky to win this, especially the US Open. But another one that I will be looking at a top 20 place. I'll be amazed if she makes the cut. But it's a name for the future. And, you know, if they want to put her up at 1,001 this year, next year, next year, and by the time she's 18 and 19, um, who knows? I just thought she was worth mentioning because she's from out of the blue and I, I thought it was a fantastic effort. And, and she looks to be, you know, quite frankly, unbelievable. We've had a 14-year-old qualify for the Masters, the men's, obviously, in uh, Chain Lane Guan um, a few years ago. Um, yeah, you know, she probably should be 10,000 to win it. But... Yeah, you know, well, I'm going to have a, a bit of fun on the top 20. There you go. Mike, any further insight on Chloe Kovaleski there? 
no, I'm sort of um, a little bit against someone who's 14. That's all yeah. I'd say. Um, yeah. My only, the only other one I wanted to mention was uh, Lauren Stevenson, um, who opened up about uh, 250 or 275 to one. Yeah. Um, the last two, the last three majors, uh, women's PGA, she finished ninth. Uh, women's Open in December, she was 30th, and ANA, she was 28th. And those were pretty much her best performances among all the tournaments she was playing. And then prior to the last week's match play, she finished 12th in LA and 7th at the Pure Silk, very much under the radar both times. Um, so yeah, she uh, I rated her 90 to one <laughs> um, <laughs> for this. So to see to see her open at 275 to one, um, she's only 24. Um, she's only a few years out of school. Um, yeah, uh, 275 to one looked very very wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm into her, Lauren Stevenson. Yeah, in both those uh, finishes as well, she's improved round by round. So she actually shot a uh, 71 opening round at the LA Open, was in 57th place and worked away from 57th, 33rd, 18th to 12th. So really grew into that event and very similar in the Pure Silk, but even better. She started 43rd and went 10th, 6th and 7th. So yeah, she's, she's someone that I guess, Mike, you're hoping maybe gets a bit of a faster start this week. And if she does, then... Suddenly, I think anything can happen, really, because I suppose when you look at these people that they, they, they grow so much and they take they take three rounds to get into it, you know, it does put them on the back burner. But if they can they can climb their way back in, as Jason just said, with with the fourteen year old Chloe Kovaleski back and back off an eighty, um, you know, it's, certainly things can happen at, over the weekend on a tough golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was playing U.S. Women's Amateur in 2018. She finished fourth in the match play. Um, and she's played a bit of, of um, a mixture of um, Ladies European Tour and Symmetric Tour mixed in with some PGA starts. But, um, yeah, 2020, the past 12 months or so, since finishing ninth at the Women's PGA, um, my software says she's on an upward uh, trajectory and um, has, has performed best uh, in majors. So pressure shouldn't be such an issue. She's now 24. So, yeah, I think I can make a good case for, for spending some money on her uh, uh, 275 to 1 or whatever it is tomorrow after people hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we've uh, we've just given a 250 to 1, 275 to 1, and a 1,000 to 1 shot. So um, we, we will be very popular if any of those come off. Um, and, and just on that note, then, Jason, we'll, we'll summarise our picks uh, for just, this event. Go on, sorry, Tom, just one thing. Uh, if it gets really tough, I'd be interested to see what Stacey Lewis does. Yeah. Uh, she seems to feel good stuff. And I'd just be quickly interested in what Mike thinks. Who Mike thinks will be the top European? Well, we've got Charlie Hull, Gloria Hull, uh, Georgia Hall, obviously, Anna Norquist, etc. there. Um, if it gets really, really difficult, um, they may come to the fore. But I'd just be interested in, in who he thinks would be top European or top GB and not GB and all. Yeah, I'm just uh, scrolling down my list here. Uh, I'm looking for a European. Um, <laughs> Sophia Popov, Sophia Popov, and Charlie Hull rate out the best uh, Europeans for me. Um, Caroline Masson. Oh, Mel Reed. Yeah. 
Al Reid would be the one I'd pick there. I rated her 55, 60 to 1 on the market open 100. Um, she hasn't finished worse than 28 in her past six starts. Um, she's not a fashionable player to back, but uh, yeah, among the Europeans, she'd rank equal top uh, for me with uh, Popov and Hull and a much better price. Yeah, absolutely, and she's got that experience on her side, hasn't she, Jason? She had those. Uh, she's had three top tens in majors in the past. Hasn't quite done it in the uh, the the U.S. Women's Open. Best finish of fiftieth, but um, you know, it it certainly is dependent on these. We see it, and you know, in in the men's game as well. That it's so course dependent on these U.S. Open setups that some of them are for bombers, some of them are for you know. We had Bryson DeChambeau win one last year, and it's going to be a completely different test. You'd think. Um, in a couple of years' time on a different course, so it it really does vary, and and maybe Mel Reed there can uh, can certainly inspire a way to to a top twenty finish even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think it'd be great. I, I think I think one of them will be up there. So they tend to be, but they don't finish the event off for whatever reason. Um, but interesting to see in Mike's history that it's either going to be American or South Korean, so they look in trouble anyway, don't they? Us our lot, so not quite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my picks for the week: Hannah Green at thirty-three to one. Uh, Twenty-eight to one is available as well. If uh, if you can't get on the thirty-three to one, Ali Ewing, last week's match play winner. Uh, so you take Mike's uh, information into account that maybe she may struggle, but um, I just think she's sort of improving and it was a decent price there at forty to one. Um, and then I went all the way down to two hundred and fifty to one uh, for Rachel Heck, the standout collegiate player of the year. Um, obviously on her way to, to great things and hopefully can do that very quickly at the US Women's Open. Uh, Jason, over to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm afraid this week's it's, it, they're fairly obvious but because I, I can only see a certain amount of players winning. So, Inby Park, yeah, you can have a win only. Um, I really like Show uh, Hugh Kim, uh, although Mike doesn't, so one of us is going to be very right, one of us is going to be very wrong. That's not a problem at 16. Um I, I actually like Mariah uh, Genetic Arb, um, but I'm thinking about it at 28. I'm not sure now. Uh, Patty Devanik, I think 33, I'm going to be on. Um, I'm really interested in Laura Stevens, Lauren Stevenson. Um, so thanks for that. I'll have a look at that later. But yeah, 250 seems nothing wrong with throwing a few quid away on that. And yeah, just, uh, and it is, I don't like throwing money for nothing, but I will be looking at Kobolovsky in some way or shape or form, um, maybe to win the 2037 running with this event I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Mike over to you for your selections for this week it's a tough one I mean I started out with NB um, Park and Lydia Co first and second but I can't see any any compelling reason to back them at the prices so for me uh, Brooke Henderson would be my uh, first selection each way uh, because she can win um, Gabby Lopez I'll probably look at top 5 top 10 and Lauren Stevenson, I'll probably look at top 10, top 20. Yeah, absolutely. Great picks there. And what I think as well is, I suppose, Jason, we, we, we like to mention this when there is a favourite that you like, is if you do like Inby Park or you like Lydia Co. from, from what we've been saying with Mike here, that uh, you know the, the Memorial's got some a couple of favourites there that people will like and, and maybe you can put some doubles in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were unlucky not to, not to hit two winners last week. So, um it can be done. I don't remember ever it being done as far as I... Oh, yes, I do. Back in the Ernie Els, Tiger, Lee Westwood days when you could have 9-2 across and they couldn't be out of the frame. That was about the only time. So, you know, I'm sure Mike's had more, more each-way doubles up than I have. But, uh, yeah, 
yeah, good luck to you. But I, I can't see him be being out of the top six. So, yeah, bung her in with a load of them. Yeah. There we go. So over to the memorial then. 